TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. What's up, guys? It's Braden Soprenit. I want to thank you for downloading the latest episode of the Braden Soprenit Show. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B underscore S-U-R-P. And be sure to tune in every Sunday for the Braden Soprenit Show from 8 to 10 in the morning right here on 97.3 The Fan. Enjoy the show, guys. San Diego. Time to take your airwaves back from the usual weekend noise with some local sports talk on the Braden Sopranin Show. With the stars that they have signed under contract, you can't just punt on a Manny Machado prime. Sports radio cater to the ones who call America's finest city home. Braden totally knows his stuff. He's ready for the next step. That guy is good. The Braden Sopranin Show starts now. But I think Braden's one of the up-and-coming young stars in the media game in San Here's your host, Braden Sir Brennan. You'll be fired up on a Sunday morning. Not a lot to talk about still. we got one hour to go. Here on the Braden Sopranit Show, live and local, each and every Sunday from 8 to 10. On San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Looking forward to this opportunity again, as I mentioned before. It's going to be great during the Padre season when we can react from Saturday night and get you ready for Sunday morning. little uh, reprieve in the middle for Sam Levitt as we lead him up to uh, Padre's pregame show, which will be happening on Sundays. Not really preempted too much on the weekends either. Aside from when they go to the East Coast. But even most of those still get up up and at them on a Sunday morning. Looking forward to it. It's going to be great during the football season, too. I can't wait for September time. It's going to be Padres baseball, hopefully in a pennant race, mixed with some college football and some National Football League stuff. A little, little, little recap of the college night, a little preview of the NFL. But thanks again for making us a part of your day on a Sunday morning. If you're driving to church, if you're getting out to one of those local college games, got great college events in town for baseball and softball. If you want to take your little baseball and softball players to some games in town, I know USD is in action in softball at home. They'll be playing later today. They'll be doing their game on ESPN+. Plus. Coming up at 11.30... US, uh, UCSD is hosting San Jose State today in college baseball over at Triton Ballpark. Up in La Jolla area, San Diego State's got a home game against Portland today in college baseball. So get out there and support some of your local colleges in baseball and softball. It's a great place to take your little leaguer, your travel baller that plays softball or baseball. Take them to a college game. College games are fun. 
get to experience what the highest level is for a lot of these kids and what the goal is for a lot of these kids moving forward. And we got some great venues in town to watch college athletics, especially in college baseball. College softball facilities are great too. But get out there and support your local colleges. There's some great baseball and softball going on today as that's fully underway on the season. I do want to talk about the Aztecs and basketball coming up in just a little bit. We're going to talk about that in the next segment and probably to finish the show. I was surprised they got a top four seed according to the committee. Again, remember, the committee saw the great TV ratings that the college football playoff got for their announcements. They're like, oh, people are going to tune in for our stuff. No, they're not, because 68 teams make the tournament. And there's a way to get in the tournament without having to schmooze the committee. So no, I'm not as interested in that. It's going to change a thousand more times. But that was a huge win for San Diego State. Utah State gets run out of the building in Fort Collins on Saturday. And so now the Aztecs and Utah State are tied for first place in the Mountain West Conference. We already knew the Aztecs needed to beat Utah State on Tuesday to win the conference, but now it's they get a little bit of help. Now they're tied. If they win, they could be a game in front of Utah State with about four games to go. It'd be great for San Diego State to win that conference. Outright, in the regular season. I mean, the tournament's cool, too, but they win the conference outright in the regular season, win one game in the tournament in the West Co- in the uh, Mountain West tournament, they probably got a they probably got a four seed. And they could probably not have to they probably don't have to win too many games in the tournament and get their legs sore and get all beat up playing in a conference tournament. I want to get back to Padre Spring Training News. This came down on Friday after I was off the air as I was filling in for Ben and Woods. And it sparked a little bit of a conversation in the chat. I'm trying to catch up on it on YouTube. Again, all of our shows now are on YouTube. You can also catch us on Twitter and Facebook or X, whatever it's called. I'm also live on my Twitter account and Instagram page. You can follow me on all social media platforms on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, at B underscore S-U-R-P for all content. I post a lot of different clips of the show on my own social media platforms as well as my podcast and everything else to mix in. Get some nice nice, nice little TikToks from the show as well. So follow me on all social media platforms at B underscore S-U-R-P. If you like the show, give us a like on YouTube right now. Go ahead, smash the like button. Throw in some comments on there. It's great for getting the show out there in the algorithm as well as I'm on Spotify, I'm on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, you can follow and like and rate The Braden Soprenit Show. All of this gets archived and podcasted on the different apps where you get your podcasts, so you can listen to this as podcast form. Really appreciate it if you uh, give us a follow on that. Again, on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, be sure to search Braden Soprenit Show. You'll see my branding logo, and go ahead and give us a follow on that. Let's talk about this Xander Bogarts Hassan Kim situation. I found it very interesting that they decided to go in the direction that they're going in by putting Hassan Kim at shortstop. Now, before I break any of this down, before we talk about this at all, I do want to say, 
Out of all the players on the San Diego Padres, the best defensive shortstop is Hassan Kim. That's a fact. It's really my opinion, but at the same time, statistically, it's a fact. Hassan Kim is the best shortstop on the team. On a team full of shortstops. A.J. Perler built his team like a college baseball team, went and recruited a bunch of shortstops. Sanders is a shortstop. Manny's a shortstop. Hassan Kim's a shortstop. Fernando's a shortstop. Jake Cronenworth's a shortstop. They got shortstops everywhere. Everybody's a shortstop. And out of all those shortstops, Hassan Kim is, in fact, the best shortstop. But to me, the last two years the Padres signed a shortstop to a record-setting contract, whether it be a contract extension or signing Xander Bogarts to a giant deal, they have only lasted one year playing shortstop before they were moved to a different position. That's an interesting look. I don't know how many guys want to do that. I don't know if that sets a good precedent throughout Major League Baseball. But Xander Bogarts is a pro. This is what Xander Bogart's reaction was on Friday to finding out he is now the second baseman of the San Diego Padres. What are your feelings on your switch? Uh, I mean, I signed here as a shortstop, you know, but to me, I just live and die baseball, you know, and I felt like we had this conversation early in the morning and I was like, listen, man, if this is the way that you guys view the team is better, I respect him, especially defensively. I I actually admire him a lot. So it, maybe it can hurt, but I mean, I'm, I'm just doing it in the best interest of the team. And in the end, I feel like I'm at peace with, with moving off, you know, because I feel like if I, if I literally didn't really want to, I would have just let them know. And that would have been a, I wouldn't say a problem, but it might have been, Tough situation, but I think I'm I'm really at peace of gonna have to move off, you know. So I think I think that deep down in my heart, like I was actually cool with it, you know. I didn't expect maybe to be cool with it, but what what more can I accomplish in this game? You know, I I, I came here. The only reason I came here was to win a World Series. So if this is the way that that we're gonna get one, so be it. You know, I wanna I want a World. I was just thinking I want one at third base. I want one at shortstop and. It would be very nice to win one at second base. So I'm looking at the positive and and actually, if if we're gonna have this conversation in like two years, hey, let's move you from here, from the position again, we're not like let's just get out of the way now. You know, if this is a really good time for that our team is, is gonna be much better this way. Let's let's just do it. You know. I don't mind that. I think you could tell from his reaction. I mean, his initial reaction was a long pause. And then he goes, well, I signed as a shortstop. The guy obviously wants to play shortstop, and he knows he's a good shortstop. Is he better than Hassan Kim defensively at shortstop? No, he's not. But is he good enough to be a starting shortstop in Major League Baseball on on one of the 30 teams? Absolutely. He's definitely one of the top 30 shortstops. I talked about this on Friday before they even made this decision. Major League Baseball valued... Xander Bogarts is the 53rd best player in all of Major League Baseball. As a shortstop, by the way. They had Hassan Kim at 88. 
Now, whether or not those guys are trending in two totally different directions is a different conversation. But Xander Bogarts has won two World Series. He's accomplished a lot in his career. He came over from the Boston Red Sox on a big... You gave this guy $25 million a year to be your everyday starting shortstop, and after one season, you moved him to second base? I don't know about that. I don't know why you would piss off the guy, which I think he's doing. He's taking the high road. You have to appreciate Xander Bogarts for taking the high road on this. But I don't know why you would piss off the guy that you have under contract until he's 42 years old for the next, what, 10, 11 years? To appease somebody that might not even be on the team next year. It's it's interesting to me. It's the game within the game, right? I mean, to me... If you want to, this is this is the difference between Major League Baseball and like college baseball. In college baseball and at lower levels, you're playing like you're trying to fill out a roster. Guys will do what they like. They'll te- they'll do what you tell them to do because they're trying to make a team. They're trying to get to the next level. Whatever. You get to the major leagues. These guys have major league contracts, getting twenty five million dollars a year. It's not necessarily an open just move. They know they got leverage in this situation to a certain extent. But to me, it's like when talking about this situation, I don't know why you would do this unless you're trying to set trade for two reasons. Either one, you're going to extend Hassan Kim for a very long contract because you think he's the shortstop of the future for the Padres at his age, which he's like 28 right now. Or... You're trying to increase his value because you're going to dump him at the deadline. Which I can highly, I could really see. I could see them doing that. At this point in time, they're definitely not trading him before they go to Korea. And they're definitely not trading him before the rest of the regular season starts. There's no way they do that. Because why would you have this conversation with Xander Bogarts before the season if you knew in the back of your mind you were going to trade Hassan Kim anyway. Why even rattle this guy? I appreciate Xander Bogarts. I appreciate his answer. He was honest about it. You could tell he's not happy about this. But he's also a pro. I mean, think about what it takes to be a pro. This guy's like, look, I'm here for a long time. I want to win. He got his money. He wants to win. I think it comes to a certain point for a lot of players. And I think that's going to be the case with Josh Hader. I know a lot of people give Josh Hader a lot of crap because he was saving himself for free agency. And they're like, oh, Houston, you're not going to get it. He's going to compete for those guys. He doesn't care anymore. He got his money. What does he care for? Xander Bogart's in the same spot. I mean, he's sitting there battling the, the, the... I wouldn't say it's humbling. It's not humbling to move to second base. But obviously, he doesn't want to move from shortstop. He's been a great shortstop. It is a demotion to go play second base in Major League Baseball. But he's taking it with an open mind. He's doing it from a team standpoint. Regardless if he's... And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes in the clubhouse. But the way he answered that with the media was good. I totally respect that. This is the type of guy you want on your team. This is why you gave this guy $25 million a year. You need more guys like Xander Bogarts on this team. Guy's a pro. He's a pro's pro. Is he upset? Yeah. 
Is he doing what's best for the team? Yeah. There's still a possibility he moves to shortstop next year if they don't re-sign Hassan Kim. Assuming Jackson Merrill's not ready. I don't even I don't even want to talk about I don't even know what that situation's like yet. But I do find it interesting. Guy took the high road, 100%. James Mullins commenting on Facebook. Hope fans realize Xander definitely took the high road here. He won over a lot of fans with that. I agree. I already like Xander Bogarts. You can't hate the guy because of the contract he signed. He was he was given that contract. You want to hate the contract, hate on A.J. Preller for that contract. But Xander all around is a great dude. And he showed it again today. I agree with Junior. This is how a culture is built. Absolutely. It's on par with everything that the Padres have been saying. The players have been saying the last couple of weeks. Or should I say days? It's what Joe Musgrove has said. It's what Fernando has said. It's what Hassan Kim has said. It's what you Darvish has said. It's that new mentality of we're creating a culture here in San Diego. They're tired of messing around. They ain't BSing you anymore. It ain't about them. It's about the team. It's about putting this team in the right direction. I don't know if it was last year that triggered this. I don't know if it was trading Juan Soto. I don't know if it was the feeling that they let Peter Seidler down, but this team is different from an internal standpoint. And in, we've talked about this so many times about how long it takes to get to this point and how many years of just doing this it's going to take to build that culture and build that environment of what it means to be a San Diego Padre. I'm just glad they're finally addressing this right now. They finally, as a team, are like, we got to fix this. It's phenomenal. It's setting the stage. It's setting the organization on a right track. It's building that foundation. This might be a foundation-building year for the Padres, which I know a lot of Padres fans don't want to hear that. That sounds like a rebuild. That sounds like a, what have you been doing the last 10 years? you got your core group of guys. They're all locked in under contract. The only one that's not right now is Hassan Kim. They set the standard of being a Padre. They enforce it in the minor leagues moving forward, and then you could start being that team that competes each and every year. Xander Bogarts is doing that. He's practicing what he preaches, right? We haven't heard it from Xander yet on the contract or on in the media about you know what the, what the direction of the team is, but he is showing it with his actions. He's being a pro. He's taking it in full stride. He's being positive about it. Do I necessarily agree with the decision the Padres are making? Not really. But I respect Xander Bogarts and his answer right here. I thought it was great. I thought it was top of the line. I got one more Bogart sound clip that I want to play when it comes to how they address the idea of him playing second base before we get to a break. Here's Xander Bogart's on how the Padres proposed to him about being a second baseman. You kind of knew that at some point they would be yeah. talking to you about yeah. it. Was Mike in Aruba the first time that someone did talk to you about no. it? No. Okay. And so what has the process been like for you in terms of how do we get to today? Yeah, we got to today fast. Uh, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, it, 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 they just approach about it. And it's not like I was like, hey, take ground balls a second, be prepared for any of that. That's probably the only part that, that 
maybe would have been a little, could have been a little different. But I mean, I don't know how much interest they really had on like moving me off or whatnot. But once they came with that option today, it's like, as I said, man, I could have really be like, you know what, I, I don't want to move off yet. But deep down, I really feel like, you know what, it, it, it might be time, and especially the respect I have for Kimmy defensively uh, as a player. So it makes us better. I mean, I'm, I'm in. Ah, that was just a little show and go. This is just a little bouncing around. Uh, double play feeds is going to be a little tough. And as I said, I think most of the tough plays will be around the double plays, you know, and the feeding and, and the receiving of the ball with, with me not being able to see the guy. Uh, those might be the, the tough. He's definitely battling right there. Some emotion. Fighting back a little bit. I mean, the career that he has had and being at third base to shortstop and, and signing that big contract and wanting to be a shortstop, you know, probably for a long period of time. And it's one of those steps, I think, for a lot of Major League Baseball players when they start getting up there in age, where they start moving out of those prime spots. I think for him, I mean, I think, I think he knows that not really it's the beginning of the end for Xander Bogarts because it's not. He's still got some good years ahead of him. But that's a triggering spot. He's not the young player anymore. And you can see that in his in his reaction. I mean, if you watch it, if you're watching on YouTube, you could tell he's 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 battling an inner battle and and, and swallowing his pride to do this. And the, the fact that he has so much mutual respect for Hassan Kim, I think is the best part. Because in his battle with himself of wanting to be the shortstop. And being upset about that and maybe like looking into the future of how many more years do I got left of doing this job? Even though he's got a lot of years left, this is kind of one of those moments as a professional, you're sitting there going like, you know, I can't, it's not going to be forever. And I think he's understanding that as he's answering these questions. So he's fighting that while also like, Wanting to be excited for Hassan Kim. I mean, you could tell he like he really likes Hassan Kim. He appreciates his game. I mean, the the team camaraderie there is great to see. So you're not going to have any headbutting on this. You're not going to have Xander sitting there pouting about not being shortstop and maybe complaining in the dugout if Hassan Kim messes up and he's like, "Well, I would have made that play." I I don't think you're going to get any of that out of Xander Bogarts. The guy's a pro. I gained a lot of respect for Xander after these after these clips. Guy's a pro's pro. We're going to hear Hassan Kim's side of it when we come back about this big change for the San Diego Padres. Xander Bogart's moving to second. Hassan Kim being at shortstop. Later on, we're going to dive into some San Diego State Aztec basketball as well. They got a huge game coming up on Tuesday. I'll let you know where everything stands with the Aztecs basketball team. This is the Braden Soprenit Show, live and local, each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 
Odyssey celebrates Father's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Live and local each and every Sunday on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. I'm Brayden Soprentis, The Brayden Soprentis Show, 8 to 10 every Sunday morning. We're back on track. Super Bowl is done, which means I can get into my usual time slot. Got preempted a couple of times with football. But we will not have any issues during the year for baseball. I might be taking Easter off, but aside from that, and maybe a couple other things as of right now. Each and every Sunday with you guys. Live on YouTube, live on Twitter, live on Instagram, live on Twitch. For all you Twitch fans out there. I know we got one guy on Twitch. Who's the Twitch guy? Throw in the comments. I want to see who the Twitch guy is. We got one on Twitch. I don't know how pop... How pop isn't Twitch like mostly for gaming? I don't really know. Follow me on social media at B underscore S-U-R-P. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Post a lot of the content from the show and from Annie Nelson on those Twitter pages. Keep you updated on Padres baseball as well as everything else going around town. I will be at USD Softball today as they have the Torero Classic. And we will have a game coming up at 11.30 for USD. So that will be my next gauntlet of uh, our next day, next thing on the uh, slate of activities for myself this weekend. Did three games yesterday at USD, women's basketball, softball, and then basketball for the men's. I do want to mention, shout out to USD softball yesterday, McKenna Bregelman of USD started the game on the uh, in the circle. McKenna Bregelman had not played a college softball game since April of 2022. Missed all of last season due to an injury. Missed the rest of the 2022 season due to injury. Made her first start last night. Got San Diego their first win of the season in softball. They won 4 nothing. She went a complete game shutout and had a no-hitter through six. She was a three she was three outs away from no hitting Southern Utah yesterday. An unbelievable performance by McKenna Bregelman. USD swept the doubleheader yesterday as part of the Torero Classic. They beat Southern Utah four nothing, beat Eastern Illinois three to two. They got Colorado State today coming up at eleven thirty on ESPN plus. Pretty remarkable story. I was hoping for it. I didn't curse it either. I want to say I did not say no hitter at all during the broadcast. She gave up a double off the wall that I honestly thought was going out, but she's able to get a complete game shutout. McKenna Bregelman is from Tacoma, Washington, Eric Hernandez. But yes, outstanding job by her last night. I do want to continue this uh, Padres conversation with moving Hassan Kim to shortstop full-time. We heard... Xander Bogart's side of the story. Here is what Hassan Kim had to say about permanently moving to shortstop for the Padres. 
어, 듣게 돼서 약간의 또더큰 책임감이 좀 생기는 것 같고 어, 어쨌든 잘 준비해야 될것 같다. I didn't really expect it at all. Um, that news coming from Mr. Shell yesterday, but um, I think it's a really big motivation for me to uh, play my uh, original position at shortstop, and I think I'll need to work harder to put in a better performance than I did um, in the previous seasons. So Hassan Kim is obviously fired up to play shortstop again, working through his translator. I do want to mention the other. I do want to play the other clip of Hassan Kim when talking about what it's like with being able to play or playing shortstop and what it means, you know, for Xander Bogarts and his relationship with Xander Bogarts. Here's Hassan Kim talking about what his interaction with Xander was after being announced as a new starting shortstop. Oh, um. 내가 제가 이제 보가치였으면은 어 이런 팀을 위한 이런 선택을 할수 있었을까라는 좀 생각을 하게끔 만들고 어 정말 어 대단하고 어좀 리스펙하게 되는 것 같다. Yeah, I think Xander was very nice about it, and he he was very well open to uh, the idea of moving to second base. I'm really grateful for that as well. And I think to myself, if I was in Xander's shoes, would I've made this uh, same choice? So I have really high praise for him. I have uh, a lot of respect for him making that decision as well. So I think I just need to put in a good performance at shortstop now. I like the team camaraderie right now at the Padres. I do like it. Very, very selfless group with these guys. And I, I'm going to be honest, I think not only did Xander Bogarts win over a lot of mem- like fan members right now, but I also think a lot of his teammates will really respect Xander Bogarts' decision to accept moving to second base. Again, I'm not necessarily sure that's the correct decision, at least at this time. In Xander's career with the Padres, I think maybe in a couple of years it would have been on the table, but they kept talking about it. And as Xander said, if it was going to be a conversation they were going to have later on in his time with the San Diego Padres, you might as well get it over with now. It'll be interesting to see the Xander Bogarts Hassan Kim double play combo. And you still have a good shortstop every day with Xander Bogarts if anything happens to Kim, or if you want to give him a a spot start. you got a lot of weapons, especially defensively with this team, that could play a lot of different positions. Big respect level for Xander Bogarts and how he handled this entire situation. Still showing that he was upset, not giving you this fake answer that he wasn't, but also doing it in a way that earns the respect of a lot of... Not that he needed to earn San Diego's respect, because I think the guy's a pro. But that's a reason why you give this guy $25 million and you bring him into the organization. It's for it's for, it's for for reactions like that. It's for how he conducts himself in the clubhouse. You need more guys like Xander Bogarts. And Hassan Kim gave him the praise. Very genuine answer out of, out of Xander, as noted by Eric Hernandez in the chat. Everybody's saying the right thing right now in, in camp. And you love to see it for the Padres. Absolutely love to see it. And so hopefully that will turn into a good year for San Diego. I mentioned on Friday, I know my excitement level is still at kind of a five. We've got to see how this plays out. But the best thing about the Padres this year is they got a newfound chip on their shoulder, and they're hungry, and they want it. 
and they got young guys that want it. They got young position players that are trying to make a major league club and want to make a name for themselves. In Jackson Merrill and Graham Pauley and Jacob Marcy. They got young arms that want to make this team. In a Robbing Snelling and a Dylan Lesko. On top of the young arms that came over from the Yankees that wants that want to make a name for themselves, that have a chip on their shoulder. Guys like Vasquez that want to be a starter. Guys like Johnny Brito that want to get an opportunity. Guys like Drew Thorpe that want to make it to the major leagues. Michael King wants to show people that he's an ace. These guys have some grit right now, and I love to see it. They got that fire in their belly. They want to go out there and kick some ass this year. And everything they've said this year is way better than everything they said last year. Last year, it was almost like that Philadelphia Eagles team from a couple of years ago, almost a decade ago now. They had like that dream team mentality. They flopped. The same thing last year. They were talking about when they were going to win a World Series and everything was going to be great and good luck to the pitchers that have to take on the top four. This year, it's all business. Love to see that out of the Padres. And it's going to have to be all business if they want to compete with some of the competition they got in the West. They know it's difficult. They know it's not a gimme. Not only do they have to worry about the Dodgers, they got to worry about the Giants and the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks won the World Series last year. Giants are adding to their roster. I like the mentality of this Padres club. I like that fire Mike Schilt brings right now. He's that he's that intensity that this team needs. And they're bringing it and they're matching what their manager's putting out. And I can't wait to see this team start to compete. They might surprise some people in 2024. I'm not saying World Series, but they're definitely in play for a playoff spot next year. Despite what their roster says on paper. Some good Padres talk today on a Sunday. Aztecs basketball had a huge night on Friday night. What did that mean in terms of the rankings? They got a pretty good spot, according to the committee yesterday. We're going to talk about that, plus their huge game coming up on Tuesday, where everything stands in the hunt for March Madness, with another look at the local teams in town and college basketball. To finish up the show, Aztecs basketball on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Final segment of the Brayton Sopranos Show, live and local, each and every Sunday. On San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Thanks for all of you for joining me today. Got a lot of great Padres talk in because we had some weekend news. And usually with the weekend news, you can't talk about it until Monday. till the week starts for the talk shows. But now we got a weekend show. It's the Brayton Sopranos Show, each and every Sunday morning. From 8 to 10. So if you're driving to church, if you're going to your family functions on Sunday, going to a ball game, any of the college games in town, you got youth travel ball, baseball, softball, whatever it may be, you don't have to listen to another breakdown of Super Bowl Sunday on national radio. You can listen to local Padres talk and local Padres news and Aztecs news as you see fit with the new Braden Soprano show each and every Sunday from 8 to 10. If you missed any of it, or you caught the tail end of what Xander Bogarts was saying, you can follow me on social media at 
at B underscore S-U-R-P. You can follow me on X, Instagram, and TikTok, at B underscore S-U-R-P. You can follow the show at B underscore S-U-R-P. On YouTube as well, B Serp on YouTube, or Braden Surprenant. On top of the fact that everything's archived on the YouTube live stream on 97.3 The Fan. Go back and watch full episodes. I was on Friday, talked a lot about the Padres on Friday when I filled in for Bennett Woods. All of that is on 97 through the fans' YouTube page. All of you podcast lovers out there, this is also a podcast. You can listen to any part of the show on the Odyssey app, but also where you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe right now to the Brain Supredit Show. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, get updates when we start. Have it populate on your phone so you never miss anything on the Braden Soprenit Show on the weekends. Some good content for your week. Get you ready on a Monday. We don't have shows tomorrow on 97.3 The Fan. So if you just missed some of the show here in the last segment, subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, The Braden Soprenit Show. It's got my new branding on there as well. You can look back and archive any of this and any of the shows on there. I've already posted the first hour. It's up. It's ready to go. You can also check it out on the Rewind function of the Odyssey app, and again, anywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Thanks again for everybody in the YouTube chat. I know there's a lot of you in there. I'm trying to stay up with a lot of your comments as much as possible. Thanks again for everybody tuning in on my Instagram feed as well. We are live on Instagram. And a lot of great reaction from all of you Padres fans. Great show today. Great content. Good conversation. You can still join the show old-fashioned. 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. I want to mention the Aztec basketball game on Friday night. That was a great game. I was able to watch it on Friday night. I actually didn't have anything to do on Friday night work-wise. No USD obligations. No coaching obligations at Cathedral. No playing softball obligations. I was able to hang out, relax, hang out with some of my friends, watch the Aztec game. And it was a great game. I mean, you missed the first half because NASCAR was on, unless you flipped over to Fox Sports 2. But aside from that, it was pretty good. And last night, as I was doing the USD men's basketball game against Santa Clara, Eric Curry, who was the official for San Diego State's game against New Mexico was the official for the USD game. And I got to talk to him a little bit. Before the game, he came over, he introduced himself. Hey, I'm Eric. I'm like looking at him like, yeah, I know who you are. Didn't say that, of course. And he's like, did you catch the game last night? Referring to the Aztec game. I said, yeah, watched it on, on TV. I'm like, what, is he going to talk about how great of an officiating job he did? No, he talked about how impressive the game was between two really good basketball teams. Said it was... Said it was Sweet 16-like between the two teams at Viejas Arena. He went on to say when Jade Ledee had that lob dunk at the end of the game, one of the loudest he's ever heard VA House Arena. And he's done a lot of games at VA House Arena. 
when San Diego State really put it on a different level on Friday night. Against New Mexico, they got the revenge. They made House look terrible, which he's a whiner and a complainer. The show really rattled his cage on Friday night as well. And San Diego State's reward for that was actually pretty impressive. Because yesterday, how many of you follow this? I'm not a big fan of it. I just, it, it, because to me, it doesn't really matter when you got 68 teams making the tournament. But with a month to go before the start of March Madness, releases what tournament committee that would be in the NCAA tournament. The top four seeds in each region. And then, uh, I think Ken Palm or Jerry Palm, whatever his name is. The CBS Bracketologist, he puts together his idea of what the bracket will look like with those seeds, whatever. So when announcing the top four seeds per region, I don't think a lot of Aztec fans tune into it thinking that San Diego State was going to be a top 16 team. At the end of the day, they're not even ranked in the top 25, which is a joke in itself. 9-4 and four in conference, 20-6 and six overall. But San Diego State was like the number 15 team. They had them listed as a four seed after the big win against New Mexico, which bodes well for San Diego State. They obviously view San Diego State very high on their list. I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that they played a very tough schedule. BYU is a top 25 team. That's on their schedule. They lost to them. They played St. Mary's, who's going to win the West Coast Conference, in a top 15 team according to the net rankings. They went on to play Irvine. He's probably going to win the Big West. They won at Gonzaga, which didn't look very good a couple of weeks ago. But after they beat Kentucky, all of a sudden it's a nice win for San Diego State. And you start looking at the Mountain West Conference, all the quad one wins. San Diego State's in a great spot right now. They're in such a good spot that according to the bubble watch, they've already been locked in as for sure they're in the tournament. Latest bracketology on Friday. Before they put together the top seeds, had San Diego State as a five seed playing in Spokane to start the tournament off in the Midwest region going through Detroit. San Diego since then, with the win, has jumped up to a four spot, according to the committee. Those That's the group of people that's actually going to make their picks for the NCAA tournament. And they weren't even the worst one. I mean, I, the reaction from East Coast teams was, or East Coast analysts was like, oh, I can't believe San Diego State's in there. Dayton should be number four. Aztecs are worthy of a top four seed per region. Utah State helped them out on Saturday night by getting rolled and run out of the building in Fort Collins against Colorado State. So now they're tied atop the leaderboard with Utah State for the top spot in the Mountain West Conference. If San Diego wins on Tuesday, more likely than not, they win the Mountain West Conference. It's not clinched because they still got four games left after that, including two road trips, and that trip now to Thomas and Mack looks a little bit more difficult than it did a couple of weeks ago as UNLV is near the top of the standings, although they did lose to Nevada last night. But a big game coming up on Tuesday, 6 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, where San Diego State will take on Utah State 
in a tough environment to play in Logan, Utah to try to win the Mountain West Conference. And you got to win the regular season. Winning the regular season really goes a a long way. And based on where the committee had San Diego State ranked, if you're Nevada and New Mexico and Utah State and Colorado State and Boise State, you got to be thinking you're in a great spot right now because the committee obviously respects the hell out of the Mountain West Conference. A couple of things to watch for in that game. They're going to need somebody to step up that's not named Jaden Ledee. Jaden Ledee had another good night against New Mexico. We talked about it with Bryce Miller. If you start looking at his stats and taking a detailed look, Jaden Ledee at home is great. He gets a lot of free throw opportunities. Jaden Ledee on the road doesn't get foul calls. His numbers are way down. Looking at the box score from Friday night, you got to get other players to step up. you got to get guys like Lamont Butler to go double digits. He had 13 on Friday. you got to get some other help from your players throughout, like a guy like Jay Powell. Jay Powell only had six points. He's going to have to get double digits on the road. It's going to be all hands on deck for San Diego State in Logan, Utah, if they want to win the conference. You can't have Darian Trammell and Micah Parrish not score double digits. you got to have them contribute because Jaden Ledee is not going to get the foul calls on the road like he does at home. That's just the fact of college basketball in general, especially in hostile environments that the Mountain West Conference plays in. And it's tough to play in Logan, Utah. They ran him out of the building here at Viejas, but they've done that to everybody at Viejas. San Diego State looking for a good road win in conference play. Their four losses in conference are all on the road against the top teams in the Mountain West Conference. They lost to Boise State on the road. They lost to Colorado State on the road. They lost to New Mexico on the road. They lost to Nevada on the road. That's everybody in the top five in conference play, not named Utah State. This would be their chance to finally get a top win in Mountain West Conference play on the road. Something that a lot of these teams haven't done. Championship game Tuesday for San Diego State. Should be a fun one. That'll do it for me. That was a quick two hours. You missed any of it. It's on the podcast, on Spotify, and on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, and thanks again for tuning in to the Braden Soprenit Show live on a Sunday from 8 to 10 each and every Sunday morning, live and local on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Thanks again for downloading the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to follow me on social media at B underscore S-U-R-P. Subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to tune in to the Braden Soprano Show each and every Sunday from 8 to 10 in the morning on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 